Welcome to another edition of CHP Talks. We are here today with two candidates from the provincial election in BC. So CHP BC is in the middle of a provincial election and we are here today with Dee Krantz and with Dan Stewart and we're going to be uh, talking about their campaigns in the BC election. So why don't you introduce our guests for today? Well, yeah, and actually it's three candidates because I'm also running. Uh, there's three <laughs> candidates in the north here and uh, so I'm a co-host of the show, but uh, I am running as a candidate in Stikine. Dan Stewart is running as a candidate in the Chaco Lakes, and Dee Kranz is running in the riding of Prince George Mackenzie. So I'll just quickly introduce them. Dan, I've known for several years, and I know that uh, he was quite disappointed in the last provincial election. He had no CHP candidate to vote for in his district. And he made up his mind then and there that there was going to be a candidate in the next uh, election. And so that candidate is him. And he's been representing our platform Life, Family and Freedom in Nechaco Lakes and letting people know he's there. And Dee Kranz is uh, a new candidate for us in Prince George Mackenzie. And it's uh, really, been, really been a pleasure to get to know you, Dee, over the phone and Zoom calls. Uh, we haven't met in person yet, but I look forward to that. And uh, Dee was a registered nurse for 20 years in Prince George. Then she had a business for 15 years. And she and her husband raised three children. And uh, so it's a, a real pleasure for Peter and me to have the both of you on the show today. Yes, it's... Uh... So yeah. both of you are out, out there campaigning. And uh, Dan... You do you want to just begin and uh, start tell us a little bit about your campaign? Okay, well it's uh, been a, a real economy twister. I I haven't spent much. Uh, and that's a big truth. Um, uh, I've been to uh, I've had two Zoom meetings uh, uh, forums and one. Uh, one meeting in Fraser Lake. Uh, people there were awful nice. Um, I even enjoyed uh, some of the other contestants or candidates. Um, some of them, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, um, I really uh, feel that this campaign is so uh, important uh, to do with the uh, the world, okay, uh, who, the who, and pandemic, and everything else, and if we, uh, if we could do anything, I hope that one or all of us uh, can get into Victoria and make a sound for people and freedom and all of that stuff. Uh, it's just so important. Yeah, right. right. And Dee, have you, what have you been uh, able to do in your campaign? Certainly an unusual time to have a campaign. Um, hi, thanks for having me. Um, yes, it has been um, quite an adventure. Um, we are a grassroots group here and um, basically um, have had a fair amount of support from um, the, it, some of the people here in um, phoning, in the phone campaign, as well as from the national um, campaign in phoning. I have um, 
attended uh, two forums, um, one in person and then uh, one on a Zoom call. And then this morning I just had a radio interview, which I think really went well. And I was able to really express my sincere concern. Um, my deepest concern is, is the loss of our democracy and, and the placing us under a dictatorship rule and, and for, for a, um, uh, you know, a supposed illness that was called a pandemic that never seems to have evolved into what it was supposed to be. And yet we are still under draconian um, measures of lockdown. And, um, and I think what people need to realize is if we lose our democracy and we are essentially in a dictatorship, everything else is irrelevant. So this is the fight of our life. This is, this is it, folks. This is, we are in dangerous grounds. So as a nurse... Certainly, uh, uh, both of you have impressed uh, on us, I think, the gravity of this campaign. Rod, do you want to weigh in on that, too? Well, I was just going to say, as a nurse, you must have a lot of thoughts about how this uh, so-called pandemic is being handled and uh, the access for, you know, for those who are in hospital, not, not having their families have ready access to spend time with them and all those kind of things. Um, yes, it, it has... Um... It, it has bothered me. It bothered me so much. What I saw happening, the, the, fact, the measures that were being taken to supposedly prevent a virus don't prevent a virus. And the measures that do help prevent a virus were not being incorporated. Um, the, the, um, the thing that it, it just bothers me tremendously is what has happened to our seniors. And I actually get, I get quite emotional about that because I think we have just, um, I don't, it, it's just, it's just horrific. And um, people are, are being fed a pandemic of fear. And if you realize fear stands for false evidence appearing real, you know, I think that really nails it. Um, the masks, I mean, people are, are, are predisposing themselves to becoming sick they actually will um, decrease their immune system by wearing masks and and uh, the you know an airborne virus i mean they're going to put a piece of cloth over their face um that is just ludicrous and you know what the healthcare they know that people in healthcare, they know this. So this has been extremely disturbing that they haven't spoken up. And then I realized that they've been censored. Um, I was just told that, you know, the pharmacists are being sent letters to prevent a prescription of HCQ, which is a, an effective treatment for this virus. And um, so, you know, that, I mean, what is going on here? People really need to start questioning. So really, the, who, is, who is sending those letters to the doctors? Um, I wasn't told that, but I, I'm, I wasn't told. They just, uh, the pharmacist received a letter stating that if you prescribe um, HCQ for, a, a, for the COVID-19, that you will lose your license. Wow, that's uh, terrible because uh, there are doctors around the world that are using it and having great success, saving lives. And, and so if, if our government is preventing people from receiving something that might help save at least some, if not all, 
uh, that's a that's a terrible crime. Actually, Dolores Cahill said that um, that is uh, malfeasance, mm. and that's a criminal offense. If you know of a treatment, and in fact, you know HCQ, I can remember when it was uh, over the counter. You know, you didn't even need a prescription for it. I mean, I don't want to say how old I am, but I mean, you know, I've been been around for a while and and this is a very safe drug and uh so you know healthcare professionals really need to start questioning and and you know Dolores Cahill said that um you know due to the Nuremberg trials that um uh you know because you were ordered not to do something and you knew it was the wrong thing to do doesn't buy you any kind of uh, a pass on this right yeah. Did you realize that the uh, uh, Bill Gates has now got a patent on his vaccination, and he's saying that uh, it goes together with the new uh, money scheme that they've got, uh, cryptocurrency, wow. and he will be or they will be able to turn off this injection. It it and I've seen the uh, dancing. Uh, what is dancing hydrogel and uh mm -hmm. it's actually injected into your body and it 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 can be manipulated with a computer and he can turn you off or on with microsoft wow. uh in other words he can turn you off if you go into the store and you're not doing what what you're supposed to do he can turn it off and you can't buy anything you can't sell anything and that brings well, us to revelation 13. Yeah, and of course, some some of those things that are out there, and uh, many people are talking about them. Some of them are quite difficult to uh, to prove, verify, because uh, well, uh, no, you, the you censor censorship online. in the media is uh, yeah, locking down online. information. Check what we do know, zero six zero six, a patent. It's there. It was uh, made in July, I think, last year. And in March of this year, it was approved. Uh, it's uh, international. So it's there. I mean, what we do know that even the major media are carrying is that the WHO, which was uh, pushing for isolation for so long, now has turned around and said isolation <clears throat> and quarantine is not the way to solve this problem. So, you know, everybody went head over heels in their direction for months. And now they're saying, wait a minute, that's not the solution. So. Uh, you know, who well, said that, that who is right? There is too many doctors. I think what's happened is that the who is now being sued uh, by uh, several uh, international uh, uh, groups, and so they are backpedaling. And I think it should be brought to light that um, Rocco Galletti, who is a constitutional lawyer in Toronto, is also suing the federal government. And he's just announced that uh, he is taking the case to sue the uh, British Columbia provincial government yeah. for the uh, erroneous lockdowns and, um, uh, and base fraudulent method or fraudulent uh, information that they're giving to the public. And um, I think that um, we should really bring that up to the public because of the fact that uh, mainstream media won't, won't do that. Yeah. So uh, Dee and Dan, what, what kind of response are you getting uh, as you, in your forums and interactions with voters? Uh, what are you hearing? 
in my case, complete silence. <laughs> but, um, hey, uh, people are worried about their jobs. They're worried about their economy. And that's all good and fine. But with, like uh, Dee mentioned before, if we lose our freedom, if we go to a communist system, <laughs> that's all wash out and we're finished with that, right. you know. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, silence as well. Um, I think I had a few jaws drop at the uh, at the forum where we were all together sitting in this empty room, six feet apart. And uh, uh, yeah, and they could take their masks off, but the minute they got up to move, they had to put the mask back on. And I have a medical exemption, so I don't wear a mask. And uh, the uh, interesting thing is that they just kind of like, Every, nobody touched really on uh, questioning the statistics or touched on, you know, the, you know, the measures being used by our government. It was just like um, avoidance. Um, but if we don't talk about it, if we don't bring it to the forefront, bring out transparency, um, then, you know, we will suffer the consequences. Our families the future of our children and grandchildren will pay for that. Well, thank you both for uh, taking the time to uh, talk about this election and your efforts there. And we wish you the best. And uh, we, um, Rod, did you have anything that you wanted to say in closing? As we, well, uh, wrap up? I'm really grateful for these candidates that have stepped forward. We have. Uh, uh, a connection in the north here from Prince George to Houston to Smithers and the Stikeen riding where I'm running. And so we are well represented up here. You know what's happening is we are getting so many calls and emails from people across the province saying, I've seen your, your message. I want to vote for you guys, but I, do I have a candidate in my riding? And the sad uh, fact is that uh, because of the way this election was called, we, we only have five candidates out of uh, 87 potential uh, districts we could be running in and should be running in. So all I can tell people is, I'm so sorry, uh, people have not come forward from your district in time to get registered as candidates. Help us next time, either federally or provincially, to have, uh, if you or someone you know would be a good candidate that would uh, like to represent the values of life, family, and freedom, we've been talking about freedom today, then please get in touch with us, take out a membership in the CHP, uh, CHP BC and CHP Canada, help us to begin uh, planning for the next election so that we can have a full slate uh, in, in British Columbia. But anyway, thank you both of you for representing life, family and freedom in your districts. I'm sure that there will be people very grateful that they have someone to vote for. Uh, how I got became a, a provincial candidate is much the same as Dan's story. In 2005, I went to vote and I had no pro-life candidate to vote for in my district. And I said, that's not going to happen again. Uh, in the next election, there will be a candidate, even if it has to be me. And it was me. And I've uh, enjoyed representing these values uh, in the provincial platform as well as federally. So uh, again, we're, we're carrying on. Saturday is the, uh, the big day, final voting day. Many people have voted already. And I hope that those who have voted already uh, have had all the information, have known that there was an alternative on the ballot in our five ridings. Uh, we know they're doing well 
uh, Laura Lynn and Ariel also in Abbotsford. And so uh, press on for the next couple of days and we look forward to the results on Saturday night. Well, thank you again, all of you. And uh, we look forward to another edition of CHP Talks. Hope that you'll join us. God bless you. God bless. Thanks. Thanks so much. Bye.